Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer one by one. We will have uh, their... Um, and Angel too. And Angel the series. <laughs> there will be details from previous episodes discussed, but no spoilers for future episodes. Um, releasing trolls from crystals. I'm Harrison, and I'm Jason. And my power does reside in the hammer, but these are not the hammer. Harrison, what episode are we watching this week? <laughs> uh, we are watching Buffy season five, episode eleven, Triangle. This is the one where Willow and Anya go on a homoerotic adventure after releasing a troll from a hammer. Uh, they try they, angles. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Um, and they work through their issues. Some of them. Some of them. Trigonometry. Well. Uh, 180 Degrees Internally was written by Jane Espenson, our girl, and directed by Christopher Hibbler. And originally aired on January 9th in the year 2001. Welcome to the year 2001, y'all. Yeah. All right, Jason, would you like to introduce one of our guests? Which one? Your choice. Pick your favorite. So ladies and gentlemen, we have multiple guests today. Um, <laughs> our first guest is a dear friend of mine and Harrison's. I've known them for quite a while. I've even done some shows with them. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Ben Gerhardt. Yay, it's me. <laughs> and also... <laughs> No, no, I'll just see myself out. That's fine. I see where I stand. It's okay. Well, I will introduce our second guest. It is Grace Eddie Carmichael Robertson the third. That's I know. the sound that I chose to make. <laughs> I know Hello, that, that name is not accurate, but no. welcome was back, that, Grace. Was it Chelsea who came up with that? It was. Yeah. Because so. my middle name is a mystery. <laughs> um yeah, so uh, we invited two guests today. What a what a what a, a day in history for for us. Um, I invited uh, these guests on so that uh, we could talk about wacky adventures uh, and also have a serious conversation about bi erasure. Um, <laughs> Is that what you were expecting? <laughs> um, More like tri erasure. Ah. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness um yeah we made some good choices on this episode <laughs> all right so um this week we are um jason ben and i are drinking negronis and um, grace has a is it a woodchuck or it's angry orchard uh cider <laughs> that's swill <laughs> i wouldn't be caught actually i really like woodchuck usually what i get angry orchard was all i could find this time that's fair that's fair um, so Ben, since we put you on the spot, would you like to give us a toast? Yeah, I would like to toast Music Around, which is a local music shop in Louisville. I'm sure you can buy triangles there. <laughs> and from their website, it says, at Music Around, we take pride in providing our customers with the best value in used musical instruments, probably triangles, and musical gear for over 30 years. 
So here's to music go round. And used triangles. Uh, 30 years, <laughs> aka a triangle of decades. <laughs> you know, okay. no one says that, but they should. <laughs> I'm going to start. No. I'll lose friends for it, but I will start. <laughs> All right. So to get started. <laughs> I'm so happy you're reading this. Okay. So to catch up, uh, Ben and Grace, my father, in an uncharacteristically thoughtful gift for <laughs> <laughs> um, Welcome to our new podcast, Drag Your Dad. <laughs> he just gave up. Right. Um, <laughs> um, he, also, he got John like a mead horn. Um, no, which, it's like he's actually met you. Right? It's so it's weird. It's never happened before. Um, <laughs> it's the one episode my father ever listens to. Alright, oh, no. but it's the uh, Buffy Grimoire, the official Grimoire written by Willow Rosenberg. Um, and kind of the conceit is uh, uh, Willow is uh, collecting notes on various spells that are used throughout the series, and it's like annotated by other characters. And it's kind of fun. We've been reading through it in the one episode it's come up um, since I got it. Um, but this episode actually has a couple little entries, so we'll just kind of go through them as they come up. Come up. But first, Willow has some thoughts about Riley and Buffy's breakup in last week's episode. Yeah, if you guys didn't notice, our uh, our credits are a little less crowded now. Finally. <laughs> oh, darn. <laughs> Mark bloated. <laughs> Grace got to miss... The last episode she was on was Doppelgangland, so Grace got to miss the entirety of Riley. And I appreciate you for that. Thank you so much. This is a beautiful gift you've given me. <laughs> All right, so Willow says, January 9th, 2001... Riley left the other day, and he hardly gave Buffy any warning. She's trying to put on a happy Buffy face. Uh, H, B, and F, and happy Buffy face are all capitalized. Uh, but having been on the same end of a dump and titch, I know that she must be devastated. Uh, yeah, the men of Sunnydale really do like to leave town when they... I uh, mean, to be fair, I think anyone from Sunnydale likes to leave town, period. <laughs> it's bad there. Get the hell out of here. Let's go to L.A. Nothing wrong there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last night, Tara and I tried to come up with ideas to help her keep her mind off of things, but other than watching terrible ice skating movies, Buffy doesn't have many hobbies apart from slaying. Uh, so we started thinking about slaying accessories and, ta-da, simulated sunlight. Maybe if we figure out a way for Buffy to take out Vamp Nest with magic sunlight, she would have more time to look for the key, take care of her mom, who seems to be doing well since her surgery, and watch the aforementioned terrible ice skating movies. Who knows? Maybe she could even find a different kind of favorite movie. So judgmental. Uh, actually, I think by this point, yes, it is judgmental and BTW. not just Willow Rosenberg being sweet. BTW, you know who starred in an ice skating movie a couple of years from this episode, Erin? Michelle Trachtenberg. Michelle Trachtenberg. In The Ice Princess. Wow. Yes. Uh, we're going to swing by the magic box tomorrow to snag some ingredients and try it out. Giles is in London seeing if the Watcher's Council has any information on Glory, and while he didn't come out and say it, I could tell he was worried about Anya running things alone. I still can't believe that Buffy and Riley called it quits, and yet somehow Xander and Anya are still going strong. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> I think he was pretty explicit about how concerned he was about Anya yeah. running this story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> this just puts us into Willow's headspace as we uh, launch into Triangle. She should have spent more time writing notes on how to suck less. <laughs> 
I know, she's busy <laughs> writing all those like shady little one-liners aimed at Anya and Buffy. She should have spent more time studying the goddamn spells she's trying to get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you do a spell right once. Well, uh, <laughs> um, listen, if... Willow did a spell right. There wouldn't be a show. Do <laughs> you know how many episodes should just be cut from the series? Yeah. And you know, that actually is like a good point to bring up. I like the idea that Willow's not great at magic at this point still because magic could very easily just be a cure-all. Mm-hmm. And um, it it makes for a little better drama. If like yeah. you can't just be like, bibbidi-bobbidi-booyah. Oh no, I definitely I, I agree. I definitely agree. I was just, it's funny, um, it's just funny, like, coming back to, like, a random episode, and, because I actually think the show does a great job with Willow's arc mm-hmm. and relationship with magic, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's, it is really jarring to just know more about, like, Willow's, what Willow's capable of later, yeah. and come get dropped into, like, oh, you suck. Like, why, <laughs> why can't you do this right you now? Know, this Be is better, the, Willow. This is the episode to take your shots at Willow, because Willow, Willow deserves- Willow's been dishing him out, so she needs to be able to take it. Willow does I mean... Uh- Willow's wrong in this episode. Like, <laughs> and you know, it's so weird because I feel like this is the first time we've really gotten a lot of Willow action for this a bit. Season. Yeah. No, it really is. It, well, because she's been busy with Tara. Yeah, most she's of this... been getting plenty of action. <laughs> <laughs> most of the season Tara's been has Willow action. <laughs> uh, really, the beginning of the season has been really, really focused heavily on Buffy, Riley, Dawn, and Joyce, and the rest of the characters just kind of there in the periphery. Um, now that Joyce is out of surgery, um, and Riley's fucked off, like, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, finally, finally. <laughs> um, so we begin the episode, uh, with Xander's nipples, um, but not Anya's nipples because they are not appropriate for television. We cannot have uh, a female presenting nipple on the television. We cannot. On, on this rating. <laughs> not on the WB, says Don Ostroff, except I think she was in charge of the CW. Um, anyway, they're in bed together, um, shit-talking Buffy's relationship uh, track record. That's what I do when I'm in bed. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, they're also talking about Buffy like she's not 20 years old, and like they're like... Be also, Riley forever. seems to be pining a little bit after... Or, excuse me, Xander seems to be pining a little bit after Riley. I'm like... Well, you're the only one. Xander's Xander seems more upset than Buffy. Um, more upset than anyone watching the show. Yeah. Was. <laughs> I think I think it's actually this episode does a really wise thing of making Buffy's uh, reaction to Riley leaving a joke. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. they can't ignore it. They can't just like have her just not acknowledge it. Um, but it would have felt, I think, very disingenuous to have it be on like the level of how she reacted uh both times angel uh, mm-hmm. left her yeah, life no we, we don't need to go back to the and days no 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 <laughs> um but uh anya wants if xander ever leaves her uh big flashing red lights a bomb with a countdown uh but don't worry she's gonna defuse it she's the star of the hurt locker except better because she's not jeremy renner um <laughs> Um, and, uh, Xander won't leave. That's pretty cute. That's a pretty cute scene. I think that's exactly what will happen. <laughs> um, cut to Buffy in a monastery, or not a monastery, 
Sorry, a lady monastery. Convent. A lady monastery. <laughs> a convent. <laughs> no. A monastery, but for ladies. Yes, um, Buffy has gotten herself to a nunnery. Yes, she has indeed. And uh, she, um, she saves a nun, a cute little nun whose hair I, is out of her wimple. I actually love this. Allowed. I love this transition, by the way, because you know, oh, I wonder how Buffy's doing. It's so easy to do the smash cut to her like fighting a demon, but in this case, you get the smash cut to just a convent. Then you get her fighting a demon. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Um, little shout out to one of my favorite moments in the episode when Buffy stakes the vampire and then just unceremoniously just throws <laughs> it away. Yeah. Um, it felt very, it took me right back to like high school play, like bad blocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I need my hands free for this next yep. part, but I have a prop in one. Well, I'll solve that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's like, it's really weird because the dial, I think the intention here is that she's trying to like cover her secret identity from this nun, but this nun full on saw exactly what yeah. happened. Yeah. It's, it's done Buffy, a sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That guy looked like a demon. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> okay, it would be better to just say, yeah, he's a demon. Because if you say, yeah, that dude looked like a demon, she just saw you murder a dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine Buffy leaves and the nun calls the police. She's like, okay, I saw this blonde woman just murder a guy. And then she asked to try on my wimple. <laughs> And ask me a bunch of uncomfortable questions about being a nun. I let her try the wimple on. I mean, I didn't want to get stabbed. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many of those she has. <laughs> she threw that one away, but... <laughs> I don't know what she was hiding Girl under that could have an arsenal. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um... Um... The next day, Buffy is training with Giles. And, uh... Uh... Not not focused. She's she's struggling. Uh, and then when Giles criticizes her one more too many times, she just beats the shit out of him. Yeah, um, yeah she's like, "Whoops, sorry." <laughs> yeah. Oops. I don't know my own strength. <laughs> I've literally been training with you for five years now, and I just hit you sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, Buffy is or Giles is going to. England to talk to the Watchers Council to try to get more information on Glory. Uh, Buffy is, I think, justifiably like, don't tell them about Dawn. Cause they'll do experiments on her and shit. Um, they're not the initiative, but they're like the next worst thing. Yeah, I mean, because they've never put a, they've never put a female in danger before. Nope. Nope. They are not the patriarchy in any way. <laughs> Um, I see no evidence of that. No. Definitely not a metaphor for that. Yeah, no. Great, great. A metaphor in this show. Great, great guys all around. Great old white men all around. Um, but he 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 assures her, you know, he'll be as vague as possible. Um, Buffy's just like, get you off to merry old England. Uh, and Anya's exactly like, yeah. yeah, and Anya's like, yes, get you off to merry old England, motherfucker. Leave me with the money. Um, I, let's, let's talk about Giles' lack of forethought, because he clearly put no thought into who was going to run the store. Yeah, we're just like all of these college students supposed to just 
come in and run this business where they don't work. Yeah. Well, and it's he seems like taken aback by the idea of Anya running things. It's like even though that's his only paid employee. Yeah, <laughs> she works there. <laughs> um, and you know, this came up last in the last episode. Um, there was a bit of a subplot of Willow and Anya being at each other's throats over specifically over magic box stuff, which obviously leads us into this episode. Um, and I said last week, I was just like, I'm on her side on all of this, you know, sure, maybe she doesn't have finesse coming out of her bottom as she claims, um, you know, maybe she, maybe, you know, she could be a little more tactful, but Willow could also pay for the ingredients that she is (laughs) straight up stealing. Yeah. It's very reminiscent of, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia and how like, they're literally just keep drinking beer throughout the day while they're working at their bar. Yeah. Um, Worked at many a bar where that was encouraged. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I didn't. Yeah. It, what, what, okay. What's the logic behind that? That seems. Um, the logic is that I mean, obviously, I don't think they want anybody to like not be able to do their job. Mm-hmm. Um, but the logic is that it creates an atmosphere where people are relaxed and like you're drinking and you know you're hanging out with the bartender as much as they are working for you hmm. and yeah so that's that is actually a thing okay okay um but again like it's kind of a a gray area where like they don't want you to get wasted right um well most places anyway mm-hmm. um but yeah that is that is kind of a thing in in like the sort of dive bar culture okay as a as as a bartender from your perspective, how did that feel? Like, were you like, did that seem cool or did that seem like, were you just like, I don't... It depends. Like, I don't know. There were days where I enjoyed it because it was a nice way to, like, relax into the shift and not bring outside stress into work. Mm-hmm. Um, but other times it was annoying because um, I, like, wanted to just do my job and leave and no. not, and, you know, so it really just depended... And also, like, I could see how that is how some people develop a problem. <laughs> not having clear-cut delineation on, like, I'm working and not drinking or, yeah. you know, things like that. And, mm-hmm. um, so, anyway, the, tangent. Sorry. No, but, it's, um, it's interesting. We've listened to this show. We've heard all about them tangents. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, too, drink at work, but Especially don't Especially on triangles. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um... So, so yeah, Anya is, uh, you know, she's like, I'll take care of everything. And Will- Giles is a little like, I don't know. And uh, Willow is basically just like, oh, I'll come in on my, off my, uh, when I'm, you know, between classes and help out. And Anya's like justifiably pretty like, you know, she's talking about me like I'm not here. It's a um, healthier alternative to um, what Willow does in between her classes otherwise, which is, uh, oh, like, um, rewrite her notes. And oh, that seems pen. entirely reasonable. <laughs> that is a legitimate, like, study method. Willow's fine. <laughs> this is the, probably the only time Tara's I'll offend a little her worried. Tara's Tara's little worried. <laughs> this episode, but Willow is fine. I honestly didn't think it was that weird either. <laughs> okay, I don't know okay. if that means I need to, like, analyze. I don't know. Like, I... <laughs> Let's not analyze that anymore. No. <laughs> We're right, and everyone else is wrong. I mean, they're... I only do it when I'm, like, having particular trouble with lines, but sometimes I will write lines out 
Mm-hmm. And that helps, especially with monologues, and that helps me remember it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, transcribing stuff, like, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Tara was more worried about the... Uh, the color The, the, the multicolored pen system. We don't know what the system was. We don't know that she's not full-on uh, Charlie with the strings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we're getting a lot of uh, mileage out of It's Always Sunny in this yeah. episode. Well, listen, they've got, like, 18 seasons of material, so... <laughs> One of the spells they do try to create is something that will make it always sunny. Uh, <laughs> um, well done, sir. Well yeah. done. Um, and I'll just say, Giles could have cut all this conflict out pretty... I mean, I don't know. They probably, as we know, their, their issues are running deeper than the, the, this surface thing. But he probably could have just said, hey, Anya, yeah, you're in charge of the store, but, you know, it's a big job for one person, so someone here should help you out. Boom. I mean, if people had effective communication <laughs> styles, though, in fiction, yeah. there yeah, would I mean, be no spare look, look at Giles. He spends again, all this time with 20-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> and once again, I've worked at both kinds of jobs where that seems believable. <laughs> where, like, you know, sometimes I've worked at a job where it's been like, no, we have a plan, like, four weeks ahead. or and I've, But I've also worked at a job where it's like, oh... I can't come into work today, and there's no plan for for that. Like, I guess we'll figure it out. They'll nice. figure it out. Yeah, I, I'm at my current job. I am at the moment like the only person who can do some pretty like important things. Yeah, um, which I was discussing with my boss the other day, and we're we have a plan to fix that. But that was just like you know, if something happens to me, yeah, you're already better than Giles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Back at the Summer's house, Joyce was a hole in her head, but a very fashionable scarf, uh, and it's real clothes. on she seems she's up and walking we're not holding back like we're, <laughs> we have been for several weeks being nice yeah. Here it is. <laughs> done <laughs> um, uh but buffy goes to her room uh don follows uh don asks buffy what she's doing as she's reading a magazine buffy says playing soccer pretty funny um, it was classic big sister little sister yeah. bullshit it's 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 not up there with a uh, few episodes back but dawn banging on buffy's door yelling what are you doing and buffy responding my boyfriend <laughs> but, <laughs> but um uh, but they have a sweet scene here um dawn dawn asks her you know how she's feeling she's a little insensitive but like not. She's also 14 and not a real human. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it doesn't feel bratty. She's imaginary. <laughs> no, it it doesn't feel... Everyone thinks you're a real human, though. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> they think, think, therefore, I am. If uh... a key is made into a human in the forest, no one's around. No, I think this is a sweet scene. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, I think Dawn's not trying to... She's being insensitive, but she's not trying. She's literally just trying to understand. And I, I like that Buffy seems to recognize that and doesn't give her a hard time. 
Um, it's also just kind of like the first time when they can just kind of relax a bit because, you know, mm-hmm. everything that's been going on with Joyce and then Riley last episode, yeah. it's like, God, man, they've been through the ringer. Right. Riley's like, oh, your mom's going to be fine. I'm now I'm going to implode on you. And, <laughs> we're, and we're still a few years away from Sarah Michelle Geller actually being in the ringer. That's true. Although it was just ringer. Um... <laughs> 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 um incidentally that show was not no it was i mean it was trash but like great trash <laughs> like it was it was i it was this is a guy who like watched once upon a time religiously so that was my junk food show oh god i forgot that show existed once upon a time so was my <laughs> it was my junk food show i Every once in a while, you just need some chips. <laughs> but there are better chips than that. Yeah, those but are those... like sour cream and onion chips. Hey, sour, sour cream and, cream and, and onion, onion are great. I think you're thinking they... of salt and vinegar. No, they make your breath smell like ass. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Don't knock until you... <laughs> you're outnumbered, Jason. Okay, I want to make sure my math is right. So I've been, I've, I've told Jason, my goal is to make this podcast 69% gayer. I hate you. No, you don't. I hate you so much. Nice. So typically our podcast is 50% gay, but currently it's 75% gay. So that means it's 25% gay, right? I'm sorry, you asked a bunch of queers onto your podcast and you're going to ask us to do math? What the fuck is wrong with you? No. I'm going to be the hypotenuse in this triangle. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, triangle math. Uh, <laughs> I just like saying hypotenuse. It's a good <laughs> word. It's a good word. Um, yeah, anything to say about Buffy and Dawn? Uh, reminder, this is Booz and Buffy is a pro-Dawn podcast. Most of the time. Yeah, just um, this is kind of like the last little bit of Dawn that we get before the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, it's it's so interesting that uh, we've only seen Glory, like, what, twice, three times maybe? Mm. Um, three or four but, maybe. But no. yeah, but like, she definitely has this lingering presence. And, uh, it, and like, that, because everybody's like, oh, what about Glory? And Giles like, I need to go find out about Glory. And even the end of the episode is like, oh, we need to like know what she's up to, why she wants the key and everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting that that we're like, you do have that overall menace similar mm-hmm. to Angelus at the like in the second half of season two of Buffy, mm-hmm. who was kind of always there, um, even if, yeah, even if like all he was there to do was like bite a fish boy. Uh, <laughs> God damn, go fucking fish. <laughs> um. But yeah, so it, 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 I think it's I think it's doing a nice job of hyping up what's to come with Glory. Yeah. Well, it's funny because next week is a Glory heavy episode because it, well, not next week because we'll be back on Angel, but it's Checkpoint, which mm-hmm. Ben and I did for the the panel we did back in December. So it was it's been very weird. I mean, watched that episode while we were at the beginning of season two, and then like yeah. or season five, and then like working my way back to it yeah yeah i forgot that that was the other one we did yeah Yeah. um i couldn't go because i was at a football game true accurate god so so strange (laughs) it's disgusting it's really not have you seen football (laughs) 
That's how I feel about UFC. And I'm like, straight people watch this? Like, <laughs> for, Why? What did they get oh out of it? God, <laughs> straight people watch this like religiously. I was like, for fun? Like, but I don't. But what's for them? <laughs> I, like, I mean, good for them. Good for good for straight people, I guess. <laughs> what do straight people do all like, day? Taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Only once a year. <laughs> Or quarterly, and then, right. watch, <laughs> and then we watch. Then we watch. Then we watch popular shows starring Timothy Oliphant, such as Deadwood and Justified, available on HBO Max. And meanwhile, are they all yeehaw shows? What is happening? What meanwhile, is... queers are watching Timothy Oliphant shows like, ah, fuck, what was the name of that one with Drew Barrymore where she's a zombie? Oh, St. Clair to Diet. St. Clair to Diet. That movie. That show was fucking good. Anyway, uh, who wants to talk about Spike? What a toxic person. <laughs> yeah. I realize that's the point, but also, yikes. Grace Robertson has entered the chat. <laughs> She's yeah. not wrong. Just everything about that monologue with the chocolate was like, oh my god. The funny thing was, is like, even when the scene started, you knew exactly where it was going. Oh, like, absolutely. in your head, it's like, oh, he's gonna like, try to say something sweet, and it's gonna... He's just gonna get pissed off. He's gonna like knock that thing down, and then he's gonna try to like start from scratch. Mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. that's better. what happens. Yep. Still better than Angelus. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't Jenny calendared anyone. Because like, he can't. Some point, yeah, he yeah, he would have. He would have if he could. Yeah, recently he hasn't Jenny calendared. I mean, I realize anyone. that it's still. Like, Jenny it's still below that threshold of like acceptable, unacceptable, <laughs> definitely unacceptable. Um, but on a scale of snapping a woman's neck yeah. and knocking over a mannequin, <laughs> like there is eff- there is effort, and it like yeah, there's growth. There's yeah, growth. there is effort. And Angelus never really made effort sure. at all. Maybe my problem, I think my issue is that I haven't watched Buffy in a very long mm. time since the last time I was on this podcast. <laughs> and I'm like leaping back into it right now. And I see that with very little context. And I'm like, wow, that's very bad. Yeah, yeah, no, that's yeah. extremely, extremely bad, which it is. But I have no like build up to it Just wait to see the- how much that... Bad is better than it was before. Just wait until the mannequin gets an upgrade. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah, let's put a pin. A little, in little that. Hint, hint. Thanks for that, Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Those are choices you made. All right. Okay. Um, uh, back in the magic box, uh, Willow is burgling. Um, <laughs> with uh, Tara as You're her being accomplice. A Tara's She's being a burglar. <laughs> She's being a um, I do love though. This is why I'm like, good job, Tara. Like, not great, but like the the Tara's very small. I don't know. Maybe we should pay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I appreciate that the titular triangle here is uh, Willow, Xander, and Anya. Um, so Xander does get the lion share of. Uh, focus outside of the two women. But I appreciate that Tara, too, is just like, I do not want to be a part of this. I... <laughs> I'm just going to nope right out of this. Nope. I'm going to go I'm gonna go hang out with Buffy. <laughs> She's a mess right now, and that seems more fun. I'm going to put on this awful jacket. <laughs> it, it is, that is a terrible skirt. That is... <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love that later we do 
you get a scene with uh, just Tara and Buffy. It's so sweet. Yeah, it's sweet and also like not a pairing that we see too often, Mm -hmm. just the two of them. And whenever we do, I love it because they often, it's, yeah, you're right. They're they're not a pairing we get frequently, but like whenever the two of them talk, they like, they talk. Like, Mm -hmm. no one talks on this show. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they talk a lot. No one. Capital T. Communicates. Uh, Nobody's listening. <laughs> well, communication is just like magic, where if you did it well, there would be no conflict. <laughs> yeah. I, um, communication I, um, is magic. But speaking of Mr. Xander, uh, Mr. I, Mr. Xander. Guys, that is not guys. something he deserves. <laughs> hey, now, not at all. Hey, now, I was actually about to say, like, I'm famous for... Uh, for just bashing the shit out of Xander on this podcast. Just like a troll. Like a troll. <laughs> <laughs> You're right there. The power is in the hammer. <laughs> but uh, this episode, Xander's such a good boy. He's like, a good boy. I, yeah, and I, I love the way that, um, you know, obviously Anya and Willow are having their fight. And they both look to Xander like, Xander, tell her like to stop doing what she's doing. And, you know, Xander does the right thing. It's like, hey, you guys work it out. Don't pull me in the middle of this. And walks out. I, I think that is the best thing to do in that situation. Yeah. It's the most mature he's ever been and ever will be. Good <laughs> it's, for him. It's a low bar, but he cleared it. <laughs> and, then, and then much later, and then later in the episode, I really enjoy, like, him stand up for both of his... For for both his of the women. Both, both, women. Women. <laughs> both of the women in his life. Um, the only two women. I do love when he comes in and he's like, My two favorite women. And then he sees Tara. Three favorite women. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so let's talk about this spell. Up in my grimoire. Now I'm imagining him saying that line. You're not touching these women too. You're not touching my women. I <laughs> <laughs> want pie. You ain't touching my women. <laughs> So, uh, Willow is trying to make a simulated su- uh, sunlight spell. I actually think this is a bright idea. Um, I, I think she just could have paid for the materials. One would she... call it a bright idea. Um, if it works. Uh, I'm it sorry. <laughs> Pause the recording. I have to murder Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> All right. So, this is what Willow writes in the grimoire about the simulated sunlight spell. Parentheses, a slaying accessory. Simulate sunlight spell for slang. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this also has some annotations from uh, Anya. <laughs> so, tools and ingredients. Fleabane, 15 cents. Um, and there's a note here. Uh, this is a note from Willow. Fleabane is not the most stable of ingredients, so make sure to be all about the enunciating. Bindweed, $4.26. <clears throat> Salamander eyes, six dollars. Uh, Anya writes, five dollars if I decide to give you the twelve for ten dollar pricing. Given that you spoilers. <clears throat> uh, never mind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did these annotations come from much later? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Mortar and pestle and a cauldron. Directions. In a room where you are unlikely to have any interruptions, bring your cauldron to a boil. Grind the flea bane, bindweed, and salamander eyes until you have a dark paste. Add the paste to the boiling water, close your eyes, and begin the following incantation. Spirits of light, I invoke thee. Let the gloom of darkness part before you. Let the moonlight be made pale by your presence. Spirits of light, grant my wishes. 
coalesce and take shape, enlighten us all. And don't forget to uh, season to taste with kosher salt and freshly ground pepper. Yes. Of course. All for the paltry price of less than twelve dollars. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. Now, does this create like, like, like a, like a something that Buffy can like carry with her and then like unleash, or does Buffy have to do this in the field? Because it feels impractical. It feels like a thing that Willow didn't think about. <laughs> I think Willow did say that um, Buffy would have to say an incantation to get it to start. Okay. Well, then this is not a good yeah, idea. Yeah, remember she's going to say presto, except it's oh. not going to be presto. That's right. It's going to be a <laughs> poem. <laughs> Buffy's like, oh, excuse me, vampires. Can you just hold, hold on one that's, second? That's what Willow <laughs> did later. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> that's true. Um... Um, Willow refers to Anya as the fish from the cat in the hat. <laughs> and Anya's just like, fuck you. No, that's, such that a, book. that's such this a Willow a reference. reference. The line's something like, you're referencing literature. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, literature I couldn't possibly understand. Except she was alive when it was published. She... I mean, she was alive when it was yeah, published. She was her also finger busy was not on the pulse. Being a demon. And I don't, I could be wrong. I don't want to profile anyone, but I'm pretty sure that demons generally don't read Dr. Seuss. Angel does. Angel definitely reads Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I feel like thing one and thing two are definitely demons. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anya declares that uh, what they're doing is peer pressure. It is. And any minute they're gonna, they're gonna force her to have tobacco and take drugs. Um. Um. But yeah, they're, they're... this is your brain. This is your brain on magic. <laughs> the, the yeah, their argument just keeps going until yeah, like you said, Xander and on, or Xander and Tara both piece out of that joint. They're <laughs> bye bye real fast. They want none of it, and I do not blame them. Um, and then in a scene straight out of Spider Man No Way Home, uh, I'm sorry, we were watching Buffy. Uh, <laughs> uh, there, I thought you had like an ad up there for. Uh, like, no, I mean. Because sometimes. Well, well, it's funny because uh, when I opened it up on my phone, there was an ad for the Batman. Mm. Um, Willow begins her spell, uh, but Anya keeps interrupting with questions. Um, it, they, they start squabbling until, predictably, it goes wrong. Spoiler alert, Jane Espenson has written every single Marvel movie, except the bad ones. <laughs> um, She's written half the Marvel movie. <laughs> Just kidding. So, what? Oh, the troll. Olaf the troll. Olaf, Olaf the troll. The troll. This one does Hunk. not like warm hugs. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Uh, yeah, and he fucks up the store real bad. Turns it into a bit of a fixer upper. Oh wow. It's your fault. I mean. Okay. <laughs> Flat surfaces. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, uh, I'm gonna read our, uh, Buffy Wiki, uh, quote of the week. Uh, the store and much of Sunnydale is seriously damaged as the troll puts his hammer and great strength to good use. Separate things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that poor receptacle, that puny receptacle. Puny receptacle. <laughs> I'm still really concerned about people's bills not being delivered <laughs> after that mailbox got destroyed. Yeah, it's, it's a legitimate concern. I, I do love, um, 
I do love the, like, when the troll does leave after demolishing part of the magic box, Willow does say, he's not a little ball of sunshine, <laughs> which is really funny how they got to that point. I kind of wonder if, like, that's, if it started with that joke and that's how the spell was written. I mean, <laughs> maybe backwards. It's possible. Entirely possible. <laughs> See, I found myself, and I, the first time I watched it, I didn't because the song hadn't come out yet, but I found myself wanting to hold back and not go into, got a pocket full of sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> away. Throughout the whole thing. Nice. Um, so yeah, now we get this scene, Buffy and Tara at uh, Sunnydale, UC Sunnydale. And um, Anya fills her in about, uh, Tara fills her in. God damn it, I suck at this. Hey, names is hard. <laughs> names is and hard. And talking bad sometimes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Cheers. I'm not as you think I drunk I am. <laughs> Do you even Buffy, bro? <laughs> uh, sorry, just a lot of white women to remember. <laughs> um, I, Tara's code is pretty fabulous. So I, I understand. <laughs> are, ben, are Ben and Grace going to fight over the coat? It's vomit colored, except it's not any color that actually exists. See, you're just describing something awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you say ugly, I say revolutionary. Vomit <laughs> is one of my favorite things. Well, that's that actually like that's actually that not a joke. You. We should talk about that off mic. Um, I feel like that belongs on a different podcast. I, I will say though, ever since like watching movies with you and you just like cracking up during vomiting scenes. Even when I'm not watching movies with you anymore, anytime it happens, I like get a little chuckle out of it. It's perfect. Must have been a gold mine for you. Yeah. No, there's a lot of good ones, and like the key is that it has to be unexpected. Okay. No, yeah, because we actually watched Pitch Perfect together. It was my first time watching it, and of course, it happens at the very beginning of the yeah. movie, and it's like I forgot about that. I, I, yeah, yeah. It, it was great because it happened twice. <laughs> I will admit, I. The second time it happens, when I think it's Amy is doing the Snow yeah. Angels, it's really disgusting, but it's really funny. It's, yeah, it's it's a low, it's a, it's a really hard thing to fuck up for me. <laughs> like, I get that. Really I totally get that. Like, a fart joke is, it just kills me. Like, I... See, for far, for me, fart jokes have to be, like, they have to be, I feel like they're, that is such a low bar that the ones that really get me are the ones that just are extremely well placed like uh i think the last really good one that i remember is like uh just thinking about is, this in terms of farts yeah. <laughs> the ones that really is, get uh, me are the ones that are well unbreakable kimmy schmidt when um titus was doing that interview but then like everything goes wrong and he like falls over and <laughs> then starts farting while he's still on camera i, I don't remember know. that yeah i was like that is perfect fart placement. I'm a PFP. big, I'm a, I'm a big fan of, of any time a bad Janet farts. Um, like I mean, that, that is good. I think my favorite is Bob's Burgers, and that I forget her, I forget her name, but she's like one of the ancillary like school children. Oh, Tammy. Tammy. Because she yeah. farts when she gets scared. Yeah, and there's like one scene where she just like is running away, and she just keeps farting the whole way down the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay, well, Grace, what's your favorite part, Joe? <laughs> there's no wrong answer. Oh my god, there's just so many good ones. I don't know if I can name just one. It's okay to say the crop dusting joke I made earlier. <laughs> I don't know about you all, but my favorite part joke has been this whole podcast. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, Tara got her name right this time. I'm so proud of you. She um, she she tells Buffy about the argument and that Xander left, which Buffy's like, he left. <laughs> he left her. <laughs> Um, Props to Sarah Michelle Gellar though for being able to just like get that tear right down her face. It was great, and it's really it's really funny because we've talked about the Sarah Michelle Gellar wide eyes with the tears Mm -hmm. welling up that she does so well. Um, And she you know she brings it back here, but it's very funny. Like, um, and then when she just like. She, she like hugs Tara and she says something that's like real muffled and Tara's like, what was that? And she's like, their love is miraculous. <laughs> <laughs> um, like I said, all of this is very goofy. Labor like, Benson has always uh, struck me as a very huggable person. Oh yeah, yeah. The coat did look soft. Uh, I'll gross and <laughs> soft. I just a soft just, pillow of spit up. The way he just like <laughs> locked eyes with Ben, like, <laughs> as you said that, like yeah, no, I, it's I okay. Are you gonna? I know what are I you, am. Are you are you also gonna record the fist fight that we have after this is over? Uh, I, sure. That was part of. That's why I came. Yeah, that would be the promotional. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do remember though, um, when uh, when I did meet Amber Benson at a convention, uh, Jane Espenson was also at that convention. And like uh, while I was in line to get uh, Amber Benson's book signed by her, like Jane Espenson came over and like just hugged her, and I was oh. like, "Can I hug you guys too?" But and that's my, after but he was head. escorted out. But in my head, in my head, because I knew in that wasn't head. cool. <laughs> man. Um, um, Anya has stolen Giles's car. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, stolen is a strong word. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, she and they appropriated it for a good cause. <laughs> okay, I appreciate that. Um, it turns out Willow she doesn't say not. the same. <laughs> um, whose driving is worse? Uh, Anya's or Buffy's? <laughs> Buffy's, because Buffy should know better. Yes. <laughs> Buffy is, Buffy's had training. Yeah. yeah. Anya has not. Yeah, Buffy has, like, read the manual, and she's still terrible at it. And I conti- forgot about that. <laughs> that is... That is one of my favorite running jokes, or in this case, driving jokes. Mm. <laughs> it's no far joke. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, they're driving through the town. Uh, Willow's trying to figure out a spell to stop the troll, um, who, as we've talked about, is uh, smashing puny receptacles and mailboxes. Perhaps Sunnydale has like two different types of mailboxes. One is just like your general mail. Um, and like reinforced ones for like really important mail. I like to a decoy mailbox. I like to. <laughs> 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 just has all sorts of decoy things that don't like. So that when they get destroyed, it's fine. Like, oh, that's fine. It's just, it's just... That was the decoy. Good. I like to think that Sunnydale went digital long before like everywhere else around them. Because they're like, things just keep getting busted up, man. We gotta fix it. We gotta find a different way. I yeah I no, I love the idea that uh, Sunnydale is always on like the technological forefront just out of Pure sheer necessity. necessity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did have the initiative. That's true. I mean, it makes no sense for them to be there other than the obvious ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, as people uh, run away in terror, Olaf declares. Uh, and I'm just saying this because the Buffy Wiki helpfully has it in here. You do well to flee, townspeople. 
I will pillage your lands and dwellings. I will burn your crops and make merry sport with your more attractive daughters. Mark my words. Uh, and then he, he smells ale. Then he smells He's ale. Sorry, dog. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Which one should be sorry? Yeah, I was like, are you, are you saying... No, I didn't think. I didn't really think about it. I just went for like the instinct on Don down, but I don't know if I actually. How dare you? This is a pro Don podcast. I realize that now. I realize. I think we all just lost. Um, It was a knee jerk reaction. I uh, I lost both of the recurring games that we've been playing on here. The uh, I accidentally said half of Glory's name before it was revealed on screen. And I said all of Lauren's name before it was revealed on screen. You were actually in the lead, though, before last week, because I had almost said Lauren's name. And, uh, but yeah, then in an episode that Lauren wasn't even in, you... Yeah, fucked You it broke all. it. <laughs> you actually be killed. I won both times. Hey, Grace, will you smash that bottle and stab me in the neck? It just seems like a lot of work. Can you do it yourself? Maybe. My inst- my Cutie survival- receptacle. <laughs> Cutie receptacle. <laughs> Um, a lot of Thor energy with him. Like, I like this. Another! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Xander is uh, eating peanuts at the bronze. Because that's what you do at the bronze. Yeah. It's a place that makes no sense. <laughs> they sell soda. They sell booze. Yep. They serve all ages. Sometimes there's dancing. Sometimes there's not. They've, got, there's this, they've got this onion thing. They've got this <laughs> onion thing. Sometimes there's a balcony. And sometimes the balcony is destroyed. No, the bronze is my favorite, like, writer's device. <laughs> <laughs> like, it is pure, like, just a pure device created so that these kids can be somewhere without their parents. <laughs> it's like a, it's like an irresponsible room of requirement. <laughs> Remember in season two when they rented the entire bronze out for Buffy's birthday and invited like seven people one of whom was not her mother. <laughs> no, like, I remember when I was a kid, because, you know, I watched Buffy when I was really young, like, single digits still, and I remember being like, God, the bronze looks so cool. I want to go to the bronze. And it still does kind of look cool, but at the same time, I think about the reality of what it must have really been like if it weren't a writer's device. And, like, that would probably be the lamest place mm-hmm. ever. Like, if it really existed. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, yeah. It's, what was that? What was the, there was a like a club in Louisville that was actually similar to the Bronze, like in concept. That it was like was it, it fusion? Was it was it called? No, there was it was something like that, and I I swear it existed too. Yeah, it was like I, it, I remember when I was in grade school that it was like a club, but it was for like you know I think you had to be like I think twelve and up or something. Yeah, or something it was like definitely that. like yeah, it was like a club vibe. Um, and I it, remember hearing and it was for it. but it was for like teenagers. Yeah, and I do think it was just a constant middle school dance. I, I mean, <laughs> why? <laughs> there were video games there. There were the, uh, yeah, because I actually do remember going there once. Um, I see. I never got to go, but I remember hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, I remember hearing about it. <laughs> I don't think it really It did. It did. I, I don't remember if it was called like the scene or something, the extreme scene, or I don't. Remember. I bet it was. Kind of, I mean, that does that, That's what I would name it if I was if I was making a club for teenagers. I'd call it something like in that. In the late nineties to early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, it didn't yeah. last long. Yeah, um, but it did exist. Yeah. Um, Spike is also there, and he's trying to get 
information on Buffy's uh, emotional state from uh, from Xander. He specifically wants to make sure that Buffy's not mad at him for ratting out Riley's all healthy things. Um, yeah. that good, well-adjusted people do. And Spike is famously <laughs> well-adjusted. <laughs> Um, I mean, we just saw it. Yeah. <laughs> the that touching monologue. Yeah. Um, he had chocolates. <laughs> he had chocolates. Um, I do like later when they're playing pool and uh, they're they're talking about their like relationships and Spike's like, you know, no one really got Drew and Xander's like, well, she was she was crazy. crazy. <laughs> we got her. <laughs> yeah, 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 we totally got her. Um, Fun, fun shout out to Drusilla, since we're currently in the middle of Darla and Drusilla's arc over on on Angel. Mm-hmm. They're, they're currently terrorizing LA and yeah, they just lawyers. Ate, they just Good ate a whole bunch them. of lawyers. <laughs> Actually, I do think there was multiple times during last week's episode we were like, Good for them. They seem to be having a great time. Girl power. <laughs> I wish I could watch that arc again. I need it's to go back. so good. Yeah. It's... No, I, I see, I didn't... I don't think about Buffy as often as I used to, and I definitely don't think about Angel very often, like different story arcs. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun, now that I'm thinking about it again. It was hilarious, because we were like, the episode before is like, Darla's like, come to grips with her humanity, and is like, Mm -hmm. accepted that she's going to die, and then they forcibly turn her back into a vampire. We were like, it's so upsetting, and so tragic, and awful. And then the very next episode, we were like, this is great. (laughs) It's just like, murdering people all over town. (laughs) (laughs) Icons, really. (laughs) Everyone Uh, wants to be us. (laughs) Delaware's Prada, Meryl Streep. Yeah, it's, it's... It's the meme where it's like some girl, girl does some truly sociopathic sociopathic shit. Mm. Her gaze, work queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the magic box, Buffy and Tara come across the, uh, the carnage of Giles's poor livelihood. Um, God, when you say it like that, it's really sad and not funny at all. <laughs> um, listen, the last place he worked blew up. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, he blew it up. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> that happens. Boy, what a what a way to what a way to go out from your job, blowing the place up. Oh my gosh, what if Giles uh, before he said it was consider this my two weeks? <laughs> I almost thought you gave something away again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too many things blowing up on this show. Um, I was like, Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> um. They, uh, Olaf wants to know where they might find, uh, he might find some babies. Babies. <laughs> what do you Delicious. think? Delicious. <laughs> that is, that is, I think, my favorite joke in the, it's re- in the episode. Just, it's so, he's so casual. Yeah. And the way he it's says it is like he and sure. Sander are buddies. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, you do did, this, don't you? They, they bonded. They, they've talked about a blooming onion, or... For legal reasons, it's not a blue onion. <laughs> it's this onion thing. <laughs> the onion flower. Um, and uh, they played pool. Yeah. They're bros now. Um, I mean... And they lived together for quite a while. I And we all know what was going down in that basement. Yeah. Anal sex. Oh. Wow. Sure. Yes, I have to. Okay. So uh, how is... This will not translate on a pod- podcast at all. What's the difference when you do this between anal sex and vaginal sex? Well, I never, I don't talk about vaginal sex. Ah, I see. <laughs> let's, I just say, let's just say, let's just say, let's just say they both smelled like sour cream and onion chips. Ew. Okay. <laughs> I 
Remind me never to have sex with you. <laughs> you know what? I'll make it a priority. Should we make that like? Should we put that on your calendar? How much of a reminder? A reminder you every day. Don't have sex with Jason. No, it's it's it's. it's it could be like a little thing of affirmation, like you can frame it or put it on a throw pillow. You just have one section on the calendar that just says never. Like, I know. Uh, saves I know a couple of women who would want that. Would want that throw pillow. Oh, that's not funny yes it is it's hilarious okay <laughs> um the uh the, the whole gang shows up uh willow and Anya get their first uh they're, they're watching the destruction happen and willow's like god i wish buffy was here buffy runs in <laughs> with tara she says i'm here too i think <laughs> i'm here um, and willow's like uh, i wish I, had, I wish i had a million dollars just checking. That was um, the most boomer dad joke that Willow <laughs> has ever made. Isn't it also, like, isn't Willow it a is joke a from, like, dad. the first episode yes. of Friends? Isn't yes. it, like, the first yes. joke on Friends? Yes, Ross does, they're all sitting in Central Park. Ross says, uh, I just want to be married again. And then Rachel runs in in the in wedding, wedding dress. dress. And Chandler says, and I just won a million dollars. That was a good uh, um, Matthew Perry impression. Dude, I actually do the guys from Friends fairly well. Hey, <laughs> how you doing? Could you be any more like Luke Perry? <laughs> um, so, I, I think my Perry. favorite... Uh, Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry. <laughs> <laughs> One of those Gospels. I prefer Luke yeah. anyway. <laughs> um, as uh, one of my favorite comedy moments is... Um, uh, Anya's saying something, and uh, Olaf Troll just goes, Anyanka, you're always so blah, 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 just like when we were dating. And, and the entire the room. The wonderful everybody. Like, also, we did mention it uh, while we were watching the episode, but I feel like we should mention it here. It's funny how like the people in the bronze are like, yeah, it's a troll. <laughs> like, yeah. Listen, yeah. you go to the bronze, there's like... 75% chance of a monster attack. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like, they're at the point of being desensitized yeah. to all of this. I actually would love someone to like go through and find like every bronze scene in the show and like <laughs> figure out like what the mathematic, the math is between like scenes where no one attacks the bronze and scene where someone does attack the bronze. I would love, for one, I would love for one extra to freak the hell out because they're new in town. Or <laughs> like just a tourist. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Oh my god, what is that? It's a troll. Calm the fuck down. Oh, oh, this is fine. This is my cousin. He's visiting. He's not. He's, 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 he's Um. Um. Uh. Oh, I did. did maybe I missed this, but according to the uh, the Buffy wiki, uh, Buffy attacks Olaf. I saw that part. Um, Buffy attacks Olaf, and Spike jumps in a moment later to back her up, and then in parentheses, triumphantly copying a feel in the process. Did anyone yes, else notice yes, that? Yes, no, that did happen. Because yeah, okay. it was gross. So, so Buffy, she lands yeah, on him. Yeah, Buffy tries to, Buffy tries to fight then, Olaf, yeah. and then Spike comes in right behind her, gets clocked by Olaf, and then he throws Buffy, who lands on top of Spike, 
And they're both trying to get up, and Spike is, like, kind of grabbing her waist while she's trying to get up. Oh, yeah, I totally missed that. I did. I missed that, too. Oh. I saw it. <laughs> I think, it was uh, gross and upsetting. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not a fan. Gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just, we're like, there's nothing here for us. I don't care about, I don't care about women getting touched. <laughs> I care, I just don't notice. Yeah. I just, I'm That's not, better. I just, I'm not looking at those bits and bobs. Notice how I called them bits and bobs. <laughs> okay. Is that uh, where the boobs are? I guess. That's <laughs> yes. what I'm told. The hips is where the boobs are located. <laughs> I mean, the hips don't lie. Sometimes um, they do. Uh, but yeah, Olaf. No. <laughs> Jason looks so, like... You just called Shakira a liar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> It's well known, and let it be well documented, on this podcast run by Harrison Kaufman <laughs> and Jason Acker, they believe strongly that Shakira is a liar. I do not. Wow. I reject that. <laughs> um, you heard it here first, folks. You can trust anybody. Someone please tell Shakira. Aleha, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> she will tell the truth. Wherever and whenever. Yeah. Um, so the balcony's gone. <laughs> yes, please save us. The balcony is just... Um, this felt very... Um, I think this must have been deliberate because um, like this felt like a bit of an homage to the Poseidon adventure when it like... Or I guess maybe Titanic would have been more uh, recent. But like when it falls, you've got like people sliding down and like huh. grabbing onto like the railings and stuff. It felt very like... Oh disaster movie maybe or maybe that's just physics that's I what mean, i thought yes. <laughs> i mean i haven't the, seen either so the way it was shot felt very okay. like specific um and and i don't know this director is this is the only episode he ever directed i mean for the, the show. timeline makes sense i guess where they're like yo let's just do that thing like if the cameraman was just like yeah i saw titanic we'll do this <laughs> <laughs> i can see that maybe um uh he he makes Olaf makes his escape. They're tending to the wounded. Spike brags that he's not licking blood off of wounded people, and Buffy is rightly just like, "You're disgusting." <laughs> You're disgusting. <laughs> um, and that's an episode wrap for Spike. Um, <laughs> Feels right. Um, back at the magic box. Um, they are, Willow and Anya are trying to uh, figure out a spell to stop Olaf, what they've been doing the whole episode, but they keep arguing. And uh, they finally get to the root of things, um, which is they're, they're each worried that the other will hurt Xander. Um, uh, Willow has a distrust of Anya because she was a vengeance demon and hurting men was like her whole thing. And they've kind of uh, like got proof of that yeah. in the fact that, like, Olaf, I don't know if we mentioned it, but yeah, what got Anya the job as a vengeance demon was turning Olaf, who was just a big, hairy, stupid guy at first, yeah. into a troll. Yeah. Good for her. But, you know, <laughs> he adjusted to being a troll. He really yeah. likes it. <laughs> he seems better off. He does. He loves smashing. And eating babies. And eating babies. Smashing and crushing. <laughs> Um, I read the first book of the Chronicles of Perdane recently, so. But, um, and Anya uh, correctly points out that uh, what broke up Xander and Cordelia was Willow and her lips. 
which incidentally is what brought Anya to town. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> really been like, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I did you a favor, bitch. Um, and it is interesting that this. Hips um, me alive with these lips. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, this conflict with Anya and Willow has really been simmering since the two of them met back in Doppelgang Land, which was the last episode Grace was on. Yeah, and there's and there's never been any love lost between them. Like, no. I, mean, I remember one of my favorite lines from season four was, I think maybe uh, when they were getting uh, the like Buffy's birthday party together, and she's like, "Oh, we can like have a party and then not invite Anya." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. All right, so let's talk about the big reason y'all are here. Um. Uh, Willow protests. That she would never do that again, uh, because, as she says, gay now. So I will start this by saying, uh, as a fully, uh, as an autonomous person who is in charge of her own life, uh, and can make decisions and labor label herself however she wants. If Willow declares that she is gay, which she has. Um, and we'll continue and we'll refer to yourself as a lesbian over the course of the series. Then that is what she is. Mm-hmm. That, that's just, you know, that's, that's that. Now, as a <laughs> fictional character written by uh, mostly men, uh, all white, mm-hmm. um, mostly straight. Um, there's only, to my knowledge, one openly gay writer uh, on the show and he was not... Um, I don't know if he was part of the writer's room at this point, but he doesn't have a solo episode until season six. So I don't know if he was involved at all, but mostly straight writers. Let's talk about the fact that should Willow be bisexual? Who wants to who wants to go first? Ben or Grace? I think you... Unless you need... Mm, unless you want to think some more. Yeah, give me some time to think on this one. Okay. Um, yeah, I had a really... I'll be upfront and say... I'll get back to the point in just a second, but mm-hmm. overall, I didn't care for this episode very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's Buffy, and it does have some great humor, you know, And but uh, a lot of just, like, the overall arcs for a lot of people I found really kind of annoying, like, like overall. Mm-hmm. Um, they just really struck me. The they, they I took it the wrong way, I think, for for most of it. Um, like, I think there was, even, I can't remember when you said it, but there was even a point, I think Jason, when we were watching it a little bit and you were like, I would think this was stupid if it weren't for something. And I don't remember. And I was like, I Oh yeah. Buffy's a, uh, Buffy's kind of like dealing with Riley being gone. Like, I would think that it was ridiculous. Like just her over the top crying and stuff. If yeah. it weren't like done for humor. Yeah. I think I did just find it was like, I didn't care for it. I, um, I think it took Buffy back a little bit, that that scene. I mean, I guess she just broke up with him, but even still, I was like, oh, just didn't care for it. But um, to to that point, that was some, this was a big moment in sort of that tapestry of me not caring for the episode was when Willow said, gay now, so redemptively, mm-hmm. um, where I was just like, okay, it just very... Like, it just became very clear that it was a lot of well-intentioned mm-hmm. people who had no idea what they were talking about writing a lot, 
writing a line of dialogue. Um, especially, sh- and it was especially showing its age, um, I think, too, because I think a lot of queer people now would take a little bit of umbrage with that with that line because mm-hmm. it isn't a. I think like most people would agree in that it's a spectrum and it's not Mm -hmm. like a light switch that you're this or you're and all of a sudden you're this um yeah that now is very it's very decisive Mm -hmm. and also like to your point that you made earlier yeah i think willow um as a character does deserve to know herself you know we all experiment um you know when we're just this age you know because we are still brought up in like a heteronormative society where we generally try the hetero path first because that's what we think we should be doing. Mm-hmm. I still think that's true for the majority of people. Um, and so, you know, it doesn't surprise me that she did that. I had boyfriends and cared for them, you know. Um, but the idea that she wasn't always gay i think wasn't an intentional thing that they did with that line but it does sort of just illustrate how much they don't understand a queer experience Mm -hmm. either um because yeah like that's that's something that she would have wrestled with long before she came out to her friends Mm -hmm. um potentially even while she was dating people like Oz and Xander. And I just really had trouble as like a modern queer person watching it and being like, yeah, I don't think she would describe it that way. Mm-hmm. She, I don't think she would say gay now. Um, not like bored now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, gay now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Wish I could say, that, say it like that. But no, like, I don't know. I guess that was the main point of how I felt about it. Was mm-hmm. It just it just felt really reductive. And, um, yeah, like, like well-intentioned, again, because yay, visibility, you know. Mm-hmm. But also, like, things are better. I mean, that's why things are better when you have people whose experiences line up with the characters writing them. Because um, mm-hmm. things like that don't happen. So, I don't know. I, I still appreciate willow as a character for being a pioneering force in in tv at the time but yeah yeah like it, it, to, to that point i think the the annoying thing about that or this episode in particular like so should willow be bisexual is a obviously a question that goes far beyond this yeah. episode it is a series long sort of thing to think about mm-hmm. um but what is so frustrating about this episode and that line in particular is that it shows so clearly, as you said, that the people writing it had no idea what they were doing. They mm-hmm. said, we're going to write a funny joke about being gay. Yeah. And it is just so, uh, so ignorant and so one note and so flat and reductive. It takes that entire experience and just makes it into a joke that isn't even that. Mm-hmm. funny yeah. like you you've just reduced her entire the, the entire experience of her sexuality into a single one-liner that doesn't really even mean anything mm-hmm. and it reinforces some prevalent stereotypes mm-hmm. yeah no i i definitely 
I definitely agree with all of that. And like, I guess like to the actual question you asked, like, should she be by, I think, um, if that, I don't know if that Buffy reboot is still happening or not. Not uh, sure. It's, I feel like something would have happened with it by now if yeah. it were, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, pandemic, but, <laughs> but like, I would be really interested with how a character like Willow would be done now. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think there's a lot of opportunity to pay homage to the character mm-hmm. And um, have her be, like, maybe pansexual um, mm-hmm. and explored more organically. And that's something that I think a viewership mm-hmm. would be able to understand better yeah. um, now, obviously, than then. Yeah. Um, well, to answer your question, I think, um, of the like, how would that character be presented now? Um, actually, in the Buffy Boom comics, mm-hmm. which... Um, for listeners who aren't familiar, the Boom comics are like a, um, a modern reinterpretation of the show. Willow just is a lesbian yeah. from the get-go. She has a girlfriend at the beginning of the um, of the of the run, um, and yeah, and it's not just Willow too. I think I, I like to think that about other characters too. Like uh, Faith is the one who comes to mind hmm. big time. I'm like, oh yeah, Faith would be like canonically bisexual. Yeah, um, in uh, in and like for real canonically bisexual not just like me saying no faith is canonically bisexual canonically bisexual yeah and i have a few characters like that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah no i i I really appreciate those perspectives because that's yeah it's something i think about a lot about willow's character and and like you said yeah she was pioneering and this is 2001 and like we're we're looking at this from a different perspective i know when i first saw the show 12 years ago jesus fucking grace um i know that i found gay now hilarious i was like that is fucking hysterical and i remember a point in my life when i would have found that yes i would have been like haha yes cool um and it's that's why like analyzing texts like oh boy I went academic. Text, do it, do text it, do like it. This, <laughs> I love that. Um, it, it gets so tricky because they are dated. And yeah. we have to, I think, you have to read them not only from your context, but from the context in which they were created. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the same issue with Xena Warrior Princess. You know this well. <laughs> like, at the time, and I'm not saying, oh, it was a different time, so it had different rules. That doesn't make any of this okay. But at the time, what it was and what it was doing was very important to people. Mm-hmm. People saw Willow on the screen being gay, saying gay now. And for a lot of people, that was a very, like, it was the most affirming experience that they could possibly have at that time. Mm-hmm. And that is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do also need to look back at it now and say, well, that wasn't great. We do need to pick this apart a little bit more. Um, and I think one of the wonderful things is that now we do have other things that we can hold this up against. This yeah. isn't all we have anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, we're still getting there, but there's a, there are so, <laughs> so many, uh, so many more opportunities for you and you and me, sorry, Jason, uh, <laughs> to watch something and see ourselves yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've yeah. got a whole catalog of stuff from the last, like, hundred years that I can watch. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, like, to to go academic sort of again, there is a movement in that kind of analysis to where, because it used to be all about 
context. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's context and. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that is just sort of revolutionary in how we think about things. Um, because, yes, like you were saying, you have to think about how, like, what it meant to people at the time. But it is nonetheless valid the experience that you have in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what makes art amazing because it's meaning changes and sometimes mm-hmm. you know it becomes less favorable but sometimes like really cool things happen and it gets this added color and dimension to it that mm-hmm. you no one could have ever seen coming yeah. for it and um you have to do both you have mm-hmm. to you have to think about what it means for you in the present how how it affects you right now and you have to know the history too mm-hmm. yeah and i think I, I think that nuance gets lost on a lot of people, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very frustrating to see takes online, you know, when people have 240 words to put it on Twitter, and it's just... Um, yeah, and there's camps no... that forget one side and vice versa. Exactly, however. yeah. You have to do both. And um, and I think it's great that stuff like this can spark discussions like mm-hmm. this. I mean, I think there's value in that, too, being able to look at these things and... Um, and say, okay, yeah, this isn't great. Let's talk about why. And let's talk about why, yeah, at one point it maybe was empowering. Um, and how, um, and, and yeah, and how, like, a different generation's going to react to it. Like, you know, um, there are things, like, like with, uh, like, Buffy was something to me that was very formative um, at a very specific period of my life. So even as it ages and the cracks start to show a little mm-hmm. more, it's, you know, it's going to matter more to me and I'm going to have more of that, uh, you know, um, that relationship to it than, you know, some kid who's 18 now. Um, and, and, you know, people who were young watching it while it aired are going to have a different relationship to than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. What a journey we've been on. Mm-hmm. What a journey. Jason, what do you think? <laughs> I'm honestly just happy to like uh, listen to all the perspectives. I right answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I do have to say, honorary gay status intact. Yeah, it's it's a very uh, very informative points of view. Uh, definitely something that doesn't really come into my mind. Um, I actually didn't realize that this was like a topic that you wanted to discuss because um, I just didn't know. Mm. Um, I didn't think about that. I will say, however, that the gay now line, if that was supposed to be a joke, I didn't laugh at it. <laughs> um, now, I will say, maybe I'm trying my ass here a bit, but I did laugh when Anya did it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <like> that, um, <laughs> I mean, I think you have an Anya bias. I definitely well do. Documented. I definitely yes. do. Like, <laughs> so yeah, just like, I just like destroy all credibility I just built up for myself. Um, so... Yeah, and to just kind of go back to my thoughts on the actual kind of initial question of should Willow be bisexual, my answer to that is I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't think, um, um, you know, because there are lots of uh, of people who had relationships with men, serious relationships, like her relationship with Oz, um, who do identify themselves as lesbians. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's fine. That is their, their life and their... Um, and you know, also our perception of ourselves and what we call ourselves and what we label ourselves as sometimes changes. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's 
fine. Like that's um, uh, as long as it's you know what yeah. what you're you know how you're identifying yourself, not um, not others. Um, so I, so I'm like I'm hesitant to try to put a label on Willow mm-hmm. um, because it's kind of fucked up to do that. Um, but I you know at the same time we have to just one she's not real, so I don't. <laughs> I know. What? Sorry to tell you this. Um, I'm sorry. You lost all. Buffy pay. is my favorite documentary. <laughs> I'm sorry. You, lo- you lost all pay for me when you said that Shakira was a liar. So. <laughs> was this show written by Shakira? It's full of lies. Uh, there'd be a lot more dancing if it was. Um, and it would be amazing. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So all that is to say, it's like I, I hesitate to put any sort of label on her, but I, I do think it's worth worth discussing especially since bisexuality is uh frequently ignored Mm -hmm. by the media or um just really misrepresented misrepresented um but yes i do think we uh, the i and i will say i do think that willow's journey of her sexuality is generally very well done Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, especially for probably this time like period. The, it was probably like the brightest part of season four. Um, it really was, and we talked about how, like, the scene where she comes out to Buffy was really beautiful and really powerful, and um, we had lots of discussions on how, um, Willow, before coming out, Willow kind of finding any excuse she could to avoid introducing Tara to the rest of the group, which felt very, very true. And um, so, you know, I don't want to sound like we're being like, the show did a terrible job. It didn't. Um, but here in this specific moment, it did miss the mark and it was a little reductive. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and yeah, the now of it, I think, is what really... Um, I, I think we would still have a discussion here if she had just said, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it would have been this... Um, uh, academic, I guess. Yeah. If 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 it weren't for that now, and it's very interesting how one word can really color. Yeah. Something like that. No, I agree. Um, I mean, to your point about um, about Willow, like, just um, I think that it wouldn't have been such a big deal again if it had been a lesbian or, or bi woman writing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because I think, like you said, her arc with her sexuality is done well, like most of the time. And there are just certain instances where it really shows that a queer person did not write this. Mm-hmm. And I think we wouldn't have those moments if, if that hadn't been the case. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that it does like that line does kind of it not kind of it does diminish the relationship she had before mm-hmm. um and i don't think that that was an intention of theirs no. mm-hmm. um like i think they want us to still see willow as having cared for those people yeah um and i think that if a queer person who understood the nuance and complexity of that situation more innately um, would have been able to translate that to the page better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and it's, I, I think the episode New Moon Rising in season four actually does that really well, where it's Buffy, it's, you know, Oz comes back and Willow has to grapple with her feelings for Oz, who left her in a pretty traumatic way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the healing she has found with Tara. 
And at no point does the episode ever make it seem like Willow is choosing a sexuality. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very much her choosing the person. Yeah. Um, And, um, yeah, we don't have a, we don't have her going like, Willow, like, Oz Tara, Oz Tara. And her wrist doesn't get get snapped either. Oh, (laughs) indeed not. Um, well, speaking of wrist snapping, is there anything else you want to say on this subject before we move into the, the end of the episode? No, cool. Great. Well, thank you for having that discussion with me. That's um, that was what I was really hoping for. I learned a um, lot. Good. That's why I did it. To educate you. Wow. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. All right. So... Um, after they come to this realization of this is why they don't get along very well, um, they, uh, well, they don't really have a lot of time to, uh, to, to, to build their newfound friendship because Olaf comes bursting <laughs> in the door. Um, uh, did he lock that, da- that door down earlier? Probably. Probably. Like, <laughs> um, that sounds like something. No, I believe yeah, the door was right. open um, and when they conjured him and he oh, just like, I do remember him like, just destroying that statue on his way out. That's true. Yeah. But uh, no, I think like I don't think the Love door is an open door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. God damn it. <laughs> um. So the troll beats the shit out of Xander. Yes. And Xander. Should be dead. Just, just. Oh yeah, like, no, no, no. TV. I mean, this he, is TV gets, logic. He, like one hit with the hammer would kill him, but two hits, which is what I believe he ended up taking, were rough. And he also got like thrown around everywhere. Right. He got thrown over to the uh, witch magazine rack. <laughs> um, one of well, several of which seemed to be called Green Egg. Did it... I thought it, would, it was just called Green. Oh, I, maybe it was and they were like the overlap. Well, I, I was like, oh, so maybe I was like. Green egg and green eggs and ham. The magazine. <laughs> Anya's been reading up. <laughs> <laughs> after after she learned about the cat in the hat, she put in a special order. She's like, all you demons need to read this. Get <laughs> <it> in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, yeah, there's one hit. He gets where he got it, like he gets like hit on the shoulder. And I mean, I, obviously they're like, well, we can't hit him on the head because it would definitely kill him. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I mean, that would like still like totally telescope his spine <laughs> like, like yeah um, he's he's not long for this world yeah but Olaf gives him like uh, Olaf admires his strength and uh, gives him the choice like you can save one of your women Anyanka or the witch, the witch. and I doesn't still doesn't even have a name I still think that um, I think a funny little name for an indie game on the switch would be Anyanka and the witch I'd play it yeah I'd play the hell out of that especially if there was kissing involved it could be a fun, like it could be like almost certainly. It could be like a fun little platform platformer, maybe a dating sim as well. Yeah. I, I think we've come far enough in our <laughs> in our expression of queerness in pop culture to have Anyanka and the Witch with kissing in it. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> I I li- I can see like an alternate scenario where Willow and Anya become a couple, uh, or you know, maybe l- listen. Let's not be so so. M- Monogonormous. Well, I was. I was trying to, I, I, I knew the word. I was just trying to make a new word. 
cooked yeah. when we're done. We, we came up with Monogonormative. <laughs> Monogonormative. Willow, Anya, Tara, Thruple. Monogonormative. I think this is a Thruple that could work. I, I see... I see Tara being really good at like balancing the um, the 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 uh, onion willows uh, hotter tempers sometimes, and like mm-hmm. I think, um, but I think Anya and Willow are really good at bringing Tara out of her shell. So wait, and they so just you don't have Xander in there at all. No. no. <laughs> it could, it could, no one it, it could be a quadruple. <laughs> no, I, Sandra can move to South America and find his BFF <laughs> Riley. I don't care. I listen. If I'd will if <laughs> if Anya, okay, I don't think he would fit in with the thruple, but they're an open. It's an open thing. So Anya can he and Anya can have their thing on the side, and I that's mean, fine. Because she mean, like, does seem to really she like really having sex with, sex with him. The episode title is Triangle. <laughs> I came in expecting there to be a triangle. Well, Get your quadrilateral shit out of here. <laughs> We're all about polyamory here, but only if it's three people and more. We're only so well. <laughs> <laughs> too many angles. Too, too many. Um, oh my gosh. Um, like right now, all I'm thinking of is like the math of love triangles yeah, from Crazy Ex Girlfriend. <laughs> so I've been thinking of too many cooks, but too many, <laughs> too many angles. Oh John loves too many cooks, um, which isn't shocking. He's a very big fan of things that go on too long like and, and like stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, specifically things that like are funny and then stop being funny, but then like loop back around. He's a big fan of Kirsten Shaw as a horse. Um, like, like any joke on Family Guy. Um, that's <laughs> um, depends on the joke. Um, all right, uh, yeah, Xander gets his whole ass wrist snapped, which is well, he refuses. He refuses yes. to choose. Good for him. Yeah, uh, and that, that's a and again, I think that's another like good move by Xander. Like that's being a good boy. I mean. I mean, it sucks that he gets his wrist snapped, but I mean, I, the bar we set for Xander, I, like, yeah, like, I like, like, I agree with you, but like, it feels like what we were saying earlier about Spike, like, not licking the blood off of wounded victims, like, that's a real low bar. Yeah. Should we really yeah. congratulate him for that? Really pat him on the back? That was something that really bothered me about the episode because Anya and Willow have demonstrated time and time before how capable they are with adversaries that are much more formidable than this troll and i felt like they were sidelined and put in jeopardy just for xander to have this moment and i felt very manipulated by it and i did not like it yeah that's fair um Something was funny and I forgot what it was, but I guess it wasn't that funny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so his wrist gets snapped, and it's it's one of those moments where I'm like, surprised we got. I'm surprised they showed that. That was a little more uh, kind of graphic for the kind movie. of rap- yeah, especially for like I mean nowadays I'd be like yeah okay, um, uh, but yeah for like I was like wow that's um that was a lot um. No one bothers to take him to the hospital at the end, so I guess, no. I guess it wasn't that oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. You're not a slayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need things to heal things for you. Um, uh, Anya offers herself if uh, Xander is spared, but she doesn't have to, because Buffy shows up, 
And um, she uh, she fights Olaf. Um, Olaf is separated from his hammer, and Anya's this like... This is my favorite <laughs> moment in the episode. He's like, the, Anya tells him, the power's in the hammer, and Buffy's like, great. She goes to attack him, and he just chucks her across the room, and she's like, oh, I forgot about his troll strength. And the look that Sarah Michelle Geller gives um, Emma Caulfield, just the staring daggers like, what the fuck <laughs> is... I love it. I love that so much. It's like, oh, um, he's still a troll. Uh, while uh, Anya uh, distracts uh, Olaf with insults, uh, she tells him that he's not that frightening. Uh, he's almost as bad a troll as he was a boyfriend. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, we did spend a good deal of time laughing at him. Yeah. And even the... Even the female trolls are repelled by his sense. <laughs> yeah. um, I do love yeah. the little thumbs up that Willow gives. <laughs> They're bros now. Yeah. You can annoy anybody. <laughs> She's like, yeah. And Will's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, then Buffy, you know, just beats him with the hammer a bunch while... Uh, explaining why he'll never destroy Sandra and Anya's relationship. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and but Willow successfully sends uh, Olaf to the land of trolls. Maybe. Hopefully. At first I thought that was just going to be like a Norway joke or something. <laughs> but, um, nope. Uh, like legit like was like, oh, just the land of trolls. The land of trolls. But also maybe the, uh, she could have also sent him to the, the land of perpetual Wednesday. <laughs> uh, the crazy melting world. Or the world without shrimp. And... I have to say, if I had to pick one of those... World without shrimp. That's the one you'd go to? Yeah. I really? do not care for shrimp. Ah, well, then, okay. I, so, yeah. I would kind of want to go to Crazy Melting World just to see what it was like. Yeah. I wouldn't want to stay there long. I'd be worried about melting. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. It's a reasonable concern. So, I... sidebar on the shrimp thing. Um, so, my dad used to take shrimp and give them little voices... <laughs> yes and he would go no 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 don't eat me and then like swallow one whole in front of me and oh my I've, god i've never gotten over it <laughs> i'm fine i'm fine otherwise uh, you and tara have a good time in the land without shrimp i just felt like i need to be explained <laughs> no, tara, that's fair i'm a, i'm also with you on the crazy melting world i like shrimp so i don't want to go to a world without it um and perpetual wednesday sounds terrible I mean, like, i'm also just curious about it like yeah yeah. Is it perpetually Wednesday afternoon? Because that would suck. Yeah. Ugh. But like an entire Wednesday? Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, Wednesdays aren't too bad. Maybe if it's I could trade day. with somebody so Wednesday is my day off, then I would just always be off. Okay. Mm. okay. Now, is it like, yeah, is it the same day? Are you like repeating the day on a loop? Is or, it a round or, is every, or is every day just another Wednesday? Hmm. Because if it's just another Wednesday, I mean... That's not too different from or whatever. That's just life. days. That's <laughs> or what if we're just thinking about this all wrong and it's perpetual Wednesday Adams? Oh, just Christina Ricci just everywhere you go. Everything. Okay, okay. Maybe, but maybe, what if it's not Christina? Ricci? I mean, what, it is Christina Ricci, but like also every other iteration of Wednesday Adams. Like so you've got the little girl from the TV show. You've got Krista Rodriguez from the Broadway musical. And Chloe Grace uh, Moritz from uh, the yeah, recent sure. animated movies. Whoever is going to play her in the new Netflix show. 
Um, Maybe they cast it, but I can't remember who. Yeah. I can't remember her name. They actually, I, they announced today that Christina Ricci will be on the show in like yeah. a mysterious role. Cousin it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually would really love that. They said she's gonna be a regular too, and I was. Oh like, really? Yeah, I was like, this better not get in the way of Yellow Jackets. Right. <laughs> better. I mean, it won't. Um, that is kind of the nice thing about like streaming television you know also like dumping everything at once is that although yellow jackets is a weekly release is it actually does allow actors to do more like projects like in their off season between shows um uh let's read about oh gosh there's two in here okay so the first is a spell to take an opponent's weapon during battle in this case a giant troll hammer Tools and ingredients. Runic tablets. Directions. Cast a set of nine runes while focusing on the threat that you would like to make benign. If the casting is favorable, look for the appearance of luck, strength, success, victory, and other similar symbols. Continue to the incantation below. If not, try again when circumstances have changed. So basically, it's Dungeons rolling and Dragons. <laughs> You're rolling for initiative. Um... Uh, and the uh, the incantation is instrumentum ultionis tellum fabuloso surge surge terum provoca volacum viribus dominum tuum nega vola, which translates it to me. it translates there's like a giant hammer that just came through the wall. <laughs> this translates to tool of vengeance, weapon mythic. Arise, arise, defy the earth, fly with force. Deny thy master. Fly. Isn't that, what, isn't that what, like, the, the <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West said in, in Wizard yes. of Oz? Um, and there's a little post-it here that Willow wrote, which says, I saw luck and victory in the casting and decided to take a chance. There was also fertility, so let's all just send up a thank you to the goddess for not inundating us with troll babies. <laughs> okay. At the troll hospital. <laughs> troll hospital. <laughs> um, all right. We'll do that one later. A lot of spells in this episode. Um, so yeah, happy ending. Uh, th- he's off in the land of trolls, hopefully. Um, but I mean, if he's in the land of Perpetual Wednesday, I'm sure he'll find some babies there to eat. Um, uh, in the end, Giles returns... Uh, and he's like, I'm glad I was only gone three days, or, you know, who knows what would have happened to my shop, and Buffy's like, well, maybe we would have cleaned it up. Like, I feel like that's a really good point. Like, <laughs> until she brings in, especially with Willow helping with the magic, to which Giles rightfully is like, yeah, I feel so much better about that. <laughs> um, and... They laugh now. <laughs> yeah. Joyce... <laughs> uh, comes in and she's like wow those watchers are real dicks for making you fly all the way to england and have nothing for you and jazz is like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but they are going to start uh uh looking into things and uh try to find more information on glory so um we'll get some forward movement on this uh on our glory line it's almost um, like someone contrived for me to be gone for <laughs> no, yeah. no real reason. <laughs> um, and then they start discussing the key. And Don starts eavesdropping on the staircase. 
We're not sure, like, how much she heard, though. It seemed like she didn't really hear it until they said, like, oh, it's Dawn. So yeah. she... She definitely heard her name, but yeah. no context. And um, she might hear, like, the key. She may have heard the key, but she doesn't know what that means. I mean, then I, again... I think she re- definitely heard something to the effect of, like, I just can't even think about that. She's my little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which does... Like, I think if I heard something like that... I would have been like concern. What am I really? You know, like mm-hmm. if I'm not that. I'm sure that situation is gonna turn out just fine. Oh yeah, everything's gonna work out great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, excuse well, me. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for I was made to love you, which uh, is actually the last episode of the series. I was made for loving you, baby. There's no final scene in that episode. It's weird. Crazy. There was certainly no uh, foreshadowing to it. <laughs> All right. That is angle of try. Three angles makes a triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds what did it for me. Uh, final thoughts? Anyone who wants to share? Who wants to... Sounds really ominous. <laughs> what are your final thoughts, <laughs> Grace? I don't know. About the episode? <laughs> or before no. I kid you. Who can say? I mean, I, I, worse, I mean, there are worst case scenario, or like, wow, I'm really fucking up this sentence. Um, there are worse ways to go than having your final thoughts be about Buffy, so... True. Depends on the episode. Yeah. This one's probably okay. <laughs> beer bad. Yeah. I'd be fine if my thoughts were about beer bad. Really? It's fun. Okay. It's stupid, but like I'd go out with a smile on my yeah, face. Yeah, sure. Okay. Uh, remind me that. Uh, remind me that if uh, if I'm ever like at your deathbed, I can say, uh, "Don't forget about Go Fish Harrison." Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then it will also be your deathbed. <laughs> I'll be like, ha, bitch, I wasn't dying. <laughs> Double death <day. laughs> Um I, uh, I, this, this is a very kind of middle of the road episode for me. Um, I, I feel like a lot of the characters apart from Anya aren't really like, they don't seem like they're playing themselves. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's more like they've kind of changed for the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll throw Xander into that exception as well. Um, but I think it's I think there's a lot of there's a lot of funny stuff in it. Uh, had a good time watching it, so I'm giving it a three destroyed balconies at the bronze out of five. Yeah, the same. I had kind of forgotten that this episode existed. Like, you asked me to like come and watch it, and I'm like, I don't, I don't remember which one this is. <laughs> I guess it was kind of a fun romp, but yeah, also, again, and I forget exactly where this comes contextually with everything else in this season. It was a fun, like, one-off, yep. but... It is literally the midway yeah. point of the season. It yeah, is, it, is. Yeah, it feels like it. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Ben? Um, you were not as much of a fan of it. Yeah, I expressed, I think, all I have to say about the episode as a whole, um, <laughs> about what I found lacking about it. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give it uh, two only possibilities for Willow sexuality <laughs> out of five. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, forget Olaf. Uh, ben just dropped the hammer down on that one. <laughs> um 
Yeah, I, I, I agree with I agree with everything that's been said. It's I, I do think a lot of this episode is really funny, but I agree with you, Jason, that a lot of, it feels like a lot of people are acting out of character. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think, um, I, I think Anya comes out the best in this episode. Um, as for and and I, I you know I agree with you about Xander too. Willow comes out of this episode looking bad. Mm-hmm. Like Willow's behavior in this episode is abominable. Um, but I will say it is consistent with her treatment of Anya since the day they met. So, um, um, that not, that's not a defense, but, um, but yeah, um, but yeah, I do think a lot of it's funny. I do think this is a bit of a necessary, um, I said while we were watching this that like, we have to deal with how Buffy's feeling post Riley leaving. We can't like we can't just ignore it. That's bad writing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would feel very disingenuous if the show was taking it too seriously. Because I, I and they knew clearly her grief at Riley leaving is a joke in this episode. Yeah. So that you know they knew no one really was gonna buy it if they if they um, if they didn't. Uh, but it does make the ending of Into the Woods feel a little weird because that is so melodramatic and like she's running after the fucking helicopter. So there's a bit of a disconnect there, but I mean, um, we were, but we weren't really fans of Into the Woods either. Um, yeah, just because like it left, it kind of like left it almost open. Yeah, like it, it was a bit of an open-ended episode, and um, like zero closure. Yeah. So, um, it did feel like, if I remember correctly, it does feel sort of like a last minute decision like oh fans really are not liking mm-hmm. riley mm-hmm. abort abort <laughs> yeah. i wish you'd been aborted uh, <laughs> whoa uh, but then olaf would have nothing i <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, tell you, it's a three for me i do i do enjoy the episode um it's funny it's silly but yeah it is slight in a lot of ways but i am glad that they've like anya and willow have resolved their their issues and now they can kiss um but they don't th- but they can in and in my mind they are <laughs> uh, i wish there were a way to cogently <laughs> describe the faces <laughs> that was great um so yeah i'm gonna give this three eaten babies out of uh out of five we don't know that he never made it to the hospital um, they, they, they were at the magic box for a while before they found no, him. No, so. no, no. He did say, I could have been out there uh, eating babies and cavorting with the virgins, but instead I had to try and find you to kill you. Yeah, yeah, right, just fair a, enough. Yeah, just night a, was ruined. Just a, just a typical Wednesday for a troll. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if he was in the... Perpetual Wednesday, Wednesday, not so bad. <laughs> yeah. All babies all the time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So according, according to the grimoire... This episode, or at least the troll half part of the episode, was January 10th, 2001. Um, so the day after the episode aired. So let's see what January 10, 2001. It was a... Don't explain to me what days are. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, wow, well, you're... It was a Wednesday! <laughs> I was like, your computer's a bitch. <laughs> well, here's what a day is. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, it was a typical Wednesday for him. I guess it wasn't a typical Wednesday. He's not typically being released from 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 crystals. Been and then, trapped in there for centuries. Yeah. Um, I wonder if there are babies in the crystals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. A- anything else before we wrap this bitch up? Nah. All right. Uh, Jason, will you take us out? Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Angel Season 2, Episode 11, Redefinition. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) uh, Ben and Grace, is there anywhere you want to plug yourselves on the internet? Or uh, let's... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Phrasing is important. Yeah. uh, Would you like to advertise any social pages or projects that you're working on? Yeah, that. Not plug yourself on the internet. (laughs) Unless you have OnlyFans pages that you've not told me about. I mean, I support the work that people do on OnlyFans. Of course, yes. But, um, you know, a lot of queer pioneers on that. But, no, I... Pioneer queers? I wish. (laughs) Sounds delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. But, um, anyway. (laughs) No, um, I guess, like, selfishly, you can follow me on Twitter at... uh, Lunar Crescendo on Twitter, um, spelled just like it sounds, and all one word, lowercase. And you can also go to Facebook if you're still on there, if anyone still is, and go to Ben Gerhart, writer slash theater artist. Yeah, you've been writing some really good articles recently. Thank you. I, yeah, it kind of took off when I didn't have school. So. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, anything from you, Grace, or do you want to remain... Anonymous. I will remain a mystery. <laughs> I first came onto this podcast in iRobot You Drain. We learned the dangers of using the internet. Don't plug anything. <laughs> Don't plug internet. anything on the internet ever. Anonymous. What? <laughs> What's that stupid line he says in that episode where it's like, Which if, one? If you're not jacked in, you're you're not alive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was. I was want to go watch that. <laughs> well, I'm Harrison. Uh, you can find me on the Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman or on the Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. It's spelled C O F F M E N. I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram at yamij three five seven on Twitter at just plain old yamij and on Tinder at logjam and sixty nine. <laughs> That's really good, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Downloading. (laughs) Oh my god. All right. I almost didn't get it out. (laughs) Sounds like you were trying to get it in. Um, (laughs) And it got jammed. (laughs) Um, I mean, 69 is not the worst way to be stuck. Um,. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. In all those cases, the and is spelled out. Thank you, A and D. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast from. Mm -hmm. And each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. Uh, This week I didn't pick one, though. Um, 
Well, shit. I was going to say, do, do either of you have any that you just really like and want to just give a shout out to? Sorry to put you on the spot. Um, I forgot to tell you to yeah, think about I, it. <laughs> this doesn't have anything to do with anything in the episode, That's but okay. I just recently um, interviewed someone from La Casita Center, which is a local nonprofit that helps provide resources to immigrants. Um, however, they got here helping them. Uh, acclimate to their new city and country that's awesome awesome great i will uh i'll put the uh i assume they have a website Mm -hmm, great i'll put the link to the website in our show notes okay all right i think everyone knows the catchphrase right (laughs) ben's like i was fucking bored for this all right cocked and loaded (laughs) as always go slay and be bisexual or pansexual or queer or whatever full spectrum Oh.